welcome to another episode of the Always Worthy Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Speckman. Today's topic, as you can tell from the title, is about weight stigma in healthcare. And I just wanted to preface that I am going to be using the word fat, but I am not meeting it in a in a bad way. It, I'm just using it as a descriptive word. I know we've talked about this before, but I just wanted to add a disclaimer before I started. This topic is very close to my heart because I have experienced it firsthand. Um, Have you ever gone to the doctor about a concern and had the doctor tell you if you lose weight, your body might feel better as just a general blanket statement? Medical professionals have one job, and that job is to look out for the health and welfare of their patients. And I personally do not feel like they're doing that. So what is weight stigma in healthcare? Weight stigma is a collection of attitudes and actions related to weight bias. Weight bias refers to the notion that people people viewed as overweight or obese are inferior and otherwise unworthy of good health care. Weight stigma persists throughout society, not only in... um, healthcare settings but for example employers may refuse to hire someone based off of weight bullying people based off their weight is also very common in many settings these experiences can directly affect a person's mental and physical health necessitating quality care from compassionate healthcare professionals however weight stigma is also pervasive in health settings Some other examples of weight stigma include the following. Um, Holding negative beliefs about people based on their weight. Falsely attributing health problems to weight. There's a tragic story that happened in 2019 where a doctor repeatedly attributed a woman's woman's health problems to her weight, suggesting diet just changing her diet as a treatment. While she died of advanced stage cancer just a few days after a doctor finally diagnosed the correct condition. That is just absolutely tragic and it should never have happened. Other examples include misunderstanding the cause of obesity. Being fat has many factors like overall health, stress, genetics, hormones, and similar factors also play a role. Next example of weight stigma in healthcare is believing that shame works. People who are fat know that they're heavier than their doctors want them to be, and but there's no evidence to suggest that remind that healthcare professionals reminding them of this fact causes them to lose weight. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Next is believing that weight is the most important factor in health. Skinny people can be unhealthy and fat people can be healthy and vice versa. Attempts to lose weight such as disordered eating or crash dieting can undermine health, not improve health. A 2016 study actually found that unfit light people are about twice as likely to develop diabetes as fit professional, so excuse me, as fit people who are overweight. I actually had an experience when I went to the doctor a couple years ago. I explained my grievance to my primary care provider, and at the end of the exam, she said to me, well, 
we really should get a blood test because your weight suggests that you're susceptible to type 2 diabetes. And I was like, um, excuse me? That's not even what I came here for? That was completely unsolicited and I did not care for it one bit. Um, let me tell you about another personal experience. When I was 19, um, and some of you, a lot of you know this, I did explain it in my earlier episodes, but this is really where my passion for weight stigma in healthcare really stemmed from was this experience. Uh, so when I was 19, I had gradual pain in my lower back because I I used to work, well, I still do work out a lot, but um, I did a lot of training back then for like races and like hardcore training. So I thought it was just soreness from that, but the pain didn't go away and it gradually got worse. So I went to my primary care physician and she told me it was because my BMI was too high and because of my obesity, it was causing pain in my back. So without doing any further testing, she told me to follow a strict diet to lose weight and the pain would go away. Because she is supposed to be the professional, I believed her and I told myself I was being a little baby about the pain. So I tried following the diet with little success. The pain kept getting worse so I went to another doctor who focused more on sports medicine. He took an x-ray of my back but the bones in my back were fine. So he told me that I could lose weight and that might help me feel better. So I did lose weight, but the pain still didn't go away. I went back to my doctor and they said that I like just I needed physical therapy. So I went to physical therapy. My physical therapist said that I had sacroiliitis, which was a false diagnosis. So for several months, I kept going to physical therapy, but my pain still did not go away. So I just stopped going to physical therapy. It really got to a point that I couldn't do much at all. Like, I I, just, I couldn't live my life because my pain was so bad. I couldn't stand. I couldn't sit. I couldn't lay. Just everything hurt so bad. And I got really depressed and I was in a very, very dark place. So, I decided to rest my body because, I mean, really, that's all I could do. I couldn't do anything else. So, with the rest, I allowed my body to receive. My back actually did start to improve and I was able to do a lot more. So, I started back into running. I love running in the spring and early summertime. So, with that increased activity, um, my back started to have pain again. Uh, I remember feeling the feeling of dread when I started to feel that pain and I went to the doctor uh, with my then boyfriend who is now my husband and he went with me for moral support because I just had not had good experiences in the past and he knew that. Well, my doctor again told me to lose more weight and referred me to a physical therapist without further testing and I... (laughs) I remember walking out of the that doctor's office in tears, thinking I I really thought I'd have to live with this pain for the rest of my life because no one would believe me. No one would believe me that anything was wrong. And I knew it wasn't my weight. I, I, I knew that. But I just... I'm so, I'm still to this day so frustrated about it. And I remember this day 
like the back of my hand i can remember what i was wearing where i was what i the smells like i was smelling i remember what my then boyfriend was wearing it was a really really hard day for me but like i said i knew there was something wrong and i remember kyle really almost having to all but carry me out to the car because i was sobbing so hard (sighs) so i went off to more physical therapy um this time i had a different physical therapist shout out to boyd um his name was boyd because boyd was the only one who didn't see me as a plus size girl and tell me to lose weight he told me that he he didn't think that I needed physical therapy, and he said, I really think you need an MRI. And that was my last appointment I had with Boyd. After he said that to me, uh, I went for a run, and I felt a lot of pain in my back, but that was nothing from abnormal, and I just decided I didn't want to limit myself. I wanted to live my life and do the things that I love doing. So um, I went on a run and I felt a lot of pain in my back, but I just, I just kept going through the pain. When I got home, I couldn't move. I couldn't move at all. A lot of you have heard the rest of the story, so I'm going to make this part fast, but I couldn't walk for the past, for the next several months. I did get an MRI and I had found uh, that I had like, an exploded disc that was leaking into my nerve root and atrophying the muscle. So it was it made it so like my right leg wouldn't work at all. I couldn't stand on it. I I couldn't walk at all. I, I was in a wheelchair. That was a very, very, very dark time in my life. And uh, I have to give a shout out to my mom because... <laughs> she took such good care of me um I literally could could not do anything for myself nothing at all I couldn't get dressed I couldn't go to the bathroom nothing the only thing I could do was lay on my stomach and just try to exist everything hurt all the time and this is so weird but I remember getting nauseous looking at the pattern of my bed sheet because that's all I had to look at because I couldn't do anything and I just remember feeling so nauseous because I couldn't stand the sight of it anymore (laughs) and my heart breaks for that Rachel because she did everything right she went to the doctor she went to the professionals because that's what we're supposed to do because they're supposed to do what's best for our welfare well-being and health and it's completely unfair that fat individuals go to a doctor for legitimate issues and they get told the blanket statement that losing weight will solve all their issues without further testing The number one thing I've learned from this, my experience, is that you have to be your own advocate when it comes to your health. Because unfortunately, we cannot count on medical professionals to take us seriously. In a world that made thin synonymous with the word fit, we have to look out for ourselves. Fat does not mean unhealthy. It doesn't mean lazy. It doesn't mean that you aren't treating your body right. Can skinny people be unhealthy? Yes. Can fat people also be unhealthy? Also yes. 
But looking at someone at face value and evaluating how much someone weighs, whether on paper or from judgment, is not a good way to appraise someone's health. Since my back injury, I've had continued offenses of judgment due to my weight from medical professionals. And I now do not allow weight weight check-ins before appointments due to that issue. I don't allow that number on the scale to go into my medical records to be viewed by people who are treating me. I have cut out the blanket statement of lose weight and you'll feel better. This now forces medical professionals to take a deeper look at what might be causing problems with my health. And I'm not rude when they try to weigh me. I just simply say that I'd, I'd rather not be weighed. And they never ask questions. They respect me and they just take me to the exam room. And when the doctor comes in, they, they never ask me why I refuse to be weighed. This is something that has actually become quite popular since people have been sharing their experiences and opinions on weight stigma in healthcare. I have now seen cards that offices provide patients. If a patient prefers not to be weighed, you can just show the card and they'll just skip it. No questions asked. There are cards um, that you can provide your doctors with. And I do, for you guys, I have a free PDF that you can print out in the bio of my Instagram if you'd like one. And I'll also post it in the Always Worthy Facebook group. But I'll read to you what it says. The card says, Dear Healthcare Provider, I understand your general procedures may include collection of weight data at every visit. As the research on my weight science suggests, I find it Uh, health promoting to avoid weighing myself unless it is absolutely medically necessary for my treatment. I understand weight may be helpful when determining anesthesia dosage, determining pediatric and some adult drug dosages, low weight anorexia treatment, tracking child growth, trajectory, kidney failure, and a handful of other health scenarios. I will be happy to comply with being weighed in such medically necessary circumstances. I also understand weight is not necessary for routine checkups, sore throats, and many other general visits. My weight, unless my weight will impact today's treatment recommendations, I decline being weighed. If it is necessary, I would like, and then you can check all of the boxes or none of the boxes or however many boxes you want to check. It says, if necessary, I would like to be informed as to how the weight information will impact or inform inform my treatment. To be weighed blind, which means that you step off the scale backwards, or you, sorry, you step onto the scale backwards, and then you just don't look at the number on the scale, and you ask them not to tell you the number. And then the last one is for it not to be written on my chart. Thank you for respecting my refusal to be weighed during our session, and thank you for providing me care. I know that was kind of a lot, and it sound it like it's not a huge card. <laughs> they they put it on a small card, um, but like I said, it doesn't have you don't have to be rude when you do not give your consent to be weighed, and it doesn't have to be a big deal. And it is absolutely within your right to be refused to be weighed.
When weight stigma is experienced in healthcare settings, this can lead to avoidance of future care, reduced adherence to services, and lower trust and communication with healthcare professionals, which may attribute to reduced quality of care and exacerbate health health issues. So I do recommend going to my bio. Um, I have a, a link tree site there and then on that link tree site is links to the podcast, some other podcasts I've done, but at the very top it has the link for the free PDF and it is a printable PDF that you can use to just carry in your wallet. You know, have a couple of them, put them in your purses and if you feel like that might help you, like it's helped me, then please, please do it. I'd also like to touch on BMI. Now, if you've never heard of BMI, it stands for Body Mass Index. It's what the healthcare system uses to measure general health and to, de- and to determine, in quotation marks here, level of obesity. This measurement is extremely outdated and not accurate, and I'd like to explain why. One, body mass index biggest flaw is that it doesn't take into account the person's body fat versus muscle which or lean tissue. Muscle weighs more than fat. It's denser. A cubic inch of muscle weighs more than a cubic inch of fat. Um, a BMI calculation would class both someone who is has a lot of muscle and someone who has a lot of fat as both, in quotations here, obese. Two, it suggests that there are uh, distinct categories of underweight, ideal, overweight, and obese with sharp boundaries that hinge on a decimal place, and that is completely bull. I mean, it suggests that there is an ideal body type, and uh, who the heck who the heck came up with that? Like, there was no, there was no health basis on this. Um, And I'm going to explain that in number three. It was created by a man 200 years ago who was a mathematician and had no experience in the medical data or scientific field. And let's not forget to take into account the lack of knowledge of health science, technology, and medicine that the world had 200 years ago. It's absolutely shocking that this bullcrap is is used today to determine someone's health. And it it's just it's insanity. It just makes me want to flip a table. <laughs> um I also want to say that I understand some conditions have to do directly with weight, believe me. I probably know that better than anyone right now. Uh I just want you to know that no one knows your body better better than you do not even professionals who went to school for several years. Listen to your body. If something is wrong, your body will make sure to tell you. And if that is the case, please be your own advocate. You should not have to fight for good health care, but sometimes that's what it's t- that what that is what it takes to be taken seriously. I know that this topic is is controversial to some people, um but the data doesn't lie in saying that there is weight stigma in healthcare, and um, that is a form of um, discrimination. It's a form of discrimination, and it should not be tolerated. And I think that 
people who are willing to uh, talk about it or even just carry around a card that says I I refuse to be weighed today I think that'll create a message that the world needs to hear and that doctors need they need they need to do their job they need to investigate what the real problem is it's absolutely disgusting that they use lose weight as a blanket statement. Fat people are not slovenly. They're, they're, it's not that they don't take care of their body. and it's, It has to do with so many other factors. And healthcare professionals, more than anyone else, should know that. But whether you agree with me or not, um, like I said, I think we all can agree that everyone does deserve good health care. If you have never experienced weight stigma in healthcare, then good for you. I really, really hope that you never do. But from my experience, I 100% know that it is a problem. For those of you that have experienced weight stigma in healthcare, I am sorry. Know that it's not your fault. You can be healthy at any size and you deserve for professionals to take your grievances seriously. That is it for this week. Thank you so much all for listening. If you love this podcast, please don't forget to leave a review on whatever app you're using. You can also follow me on Instagram at Rachel underscore Windley underscore Speckman. I also have a new TikTok that I I put uh, body acceptance and body positivity things on. You can follow me at underscore always underscore worthy underscore. And you can follow the Always Worthy podcast group on Facebook. Just send a request to be in the group and I'll make sure that you get in. But I hope you all have a fantastic week. And I do also want to remind you once again that the Always Worthy podcast will be getting a new cover photo that was created by the amazing Amy Delingham. Um, She's absolutely fantastic. If you need any kind of graphic design i highly highly recommend her and she is taking um clients i don't know if that's what you call them (laughs) but she's taking clients because she's trying to save money to study abroad which if you want something to go to a good cause then i highly recommend going to her she's sweet amazing and so good at what she does um so just make sure that when you see the new cover photo that I promise it's not a new podcast. I'm still here. Um, It's just I wanted something to kind of embody the message that I'm trying to help people to receive. And I think that she did an amazing job with what the artwork that she created. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Uh, For now, please remember, be whatever you are right now. No more hiding and no more fixing. You were and are always worthy.